Oh yay, oh yay, oh yay. All rise for the trial of Bryn Spencer. Do people say that when they come back from recesses? I don't know. I, I mean, All rise. <laughs> All rise for me, the Honorable Judge Jenny. Welcome back to the trial of... Let's see here. Bryn Spencer for crimes against... Oh, wow, that's a lot. Um... I don't think I can name all these. There's too many. Um, but suffice it to say, uh, this is pretty important, Bryn, because if you if you lose this trial, you'll face the death penalty 38 times. Various different ways of dying. Wow, that sounds pretty serious, boss. I am a very serious man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at my face. Look at how serious I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Should, should we get on with it then? When, when, you know, yes. My well, when, when, live or die. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, when last we left off this trial, we've been uh, examining the story of one... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Visser One goes by the name Edris562, sometimes known as Ava, sometimes known as Eva. Uh... She's just, you know, landed on Earth, trying to get some Earth hosts. She's kind of an awful human being, and Bryn has claimed that if we if we examine just how terrible she is as a person, uh, it'll make Bryn look that much better in comparison. Yeah, that's correct. Is, is that correct? That's correct, Your Honor. Um, uh, so, I guess we should just get on with it. I think we should just get into it. And okay, so we and scene. Oh. That was good, Jenny. Thank you, thank you. Uh not our best, but it was good. Not our best, but you know, it was serviceable enough. Welcome to part two of our three part Visser special. Uh how are you doing, Bryn? I'm doing so so great. Um I woke up with a headache, but you know what? We're gonna Me power too. through it. Oh my god, twinning. Yeah, we're we're headache we're headache friends. Twinning is winning. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good today. How are how are you? I also woke up with a headache, but I'm gonna power through. I took some Advil and I've got some coffee. I I coffee. Dr- I, I I ate some delicious pumpkin pie that was very graciously donated by an extremely good and cool friend of mine. I don't know if you've heard of her. Her name is Bryn Spencer. And she door dashed a bunch of a bunch of groceries to my house because she was sad that I didn't have really any food to eat on Thanksgiving. I've never heard of her. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think you heard of her. Yeah, I don't think I'm familiar with this person. But I mean, she sounds yeah. really cool and amazing and awesome. Um, yeah, the one mm-hmm. the one downside to her too. gift though. Oh yeah, super humble. The one downside to her gift though was that I got. She knows that my favorite kind of cranberry sauce and also the best food at Thanksgiving is jellied cranberry sauce from a can uh, that you cut into slices and then you eat just, like, raw. Um, but and so she got me that, which was very kind of her. But she, I, I don't think I told her I don't have a can opener. So I had to oh, pry no. it open with a spoon. I had to stab it with a knife. 
had, it worked out. It worked out. It worked out. It was I had really no idea. Was, no, it's okay. I was really dumb. I should have probably had a fucking can opener. But I, I had a fucking spoon, and I just was like, kunk, 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 and I got oh, it. Oh, that explains why it, it looks like there was like a jelly massacre on your plate. When you sent me <laughs> yeah, a picture it's of because it. I had to, I had to scoop it out from a halfway opened uh, tin. I just thought of that. Yeah, that's so funny. You I... didn't need to buy me a can opener, Gorge. Yeah. And they don't make pop top can- cranberry sauce. There was you know there was no should. way to avoid this problem. They I wish they would, I would buy it all the time. I love cranberry mm-hmm. sauce. Mm-hmm. I hate cranberry sauce unless I make it fresh. Um, it's yeah. really not cranberry sauce. It's cranberry chutney or whatever. Yeah, the cranberry but. sauce that I eat is not. It's also not cranberry sauce. It's cranberry jam. Uh, uh jello. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just jello in and a can. It's delicious. It's so good. Nasty. I'm also, I was also, I, f- I watched a video by Charlie Behrens, who is a Wisconsin comedian who makes jokes about the Midwest. I watched a video by him uh, about people eating their Thanksgiving meals in different ways, and I felt super called out, because the first, they were like, the one of the ways that Charlie, like, there were two two competing methods. One was like, don't have any of your food touch or mix, don't ever mix any of it together. And then the second one is just like mishing it all together, putting it in my mouth. And I felt very seen by the second half. Because whenever <laughs> I'm eating at Thanksgiving, I'm like, all right, dip the turkey and the potatoes, get the mash get the mac and cheese with the carrot with the cranberry sauce. Because it's all going in the same place. <laughs> but I felt very seen. I love that you have like a plan of action for this meal. I don't. I just improvise. Oh, that makes it better. Yeah, I'm just like off the off the whim. I'm like, okay, stuffing in the gravy, gravy in the mac and cheese, gravy in the like. It's just, it's all going in one place. I, I love that. I don't have. Yeah, everything's kind of. I don't know. I'm the other way. Nothing. You don't like your food to touch. No, I don't mind if my food touches, but I'm not gonna like dip food in other food. Hmm. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. We're, we're devoting a lot of time to this tangent. Um, that's okay. Anyway, that's okay. We both really enjoy food. Um, we're both good. We both have a headache. We both have coffee. And, um, I mean, I'm on trial for... Oh, yeah. <laughs> life and death. I'm facing 39 death pencils. Death penalties. Penalties. So. penalties. All right, I'm adding another one to your list, which is you can't talk <laughs> or spell. Hey, beverages. <laughs> do we? Do we tell you guys about that? I did, think we've explained we beverages before. And I if not, like I have. want to. I want to keep them in the dark. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> I tell everybody about the beverage story. After mm-hmm. my the sous chef at work spelled thermometers as thermoters. Um, and I gave him a bunch of crap for it, and then I had to make up for it by telling him the beverage story. Beautiful. Anyway, speaking of starving to death, uh, we cut back to <laughs> nice. the trial of one Visser One. Uh, <laughs> and it's not, I mean, here's the I mean, it's not going well. She's She's basically, uh, well, actually, it's going quite well for her. Because this is some kangaroo court bullshit, and one of her bros is on the court, is on the council of 13. So it's not, 
I mean, I don't think the Yerks understand what a fair trial is. I don't think they've ever had one. Um, but, and it's a big but, the, the real key to this whole thing is she's provided uh, a thing called a memory dump, which I like to refer to as a memory poop. Um, and in this memory poop, she's able to sort of ex- uh, show the trial goers every thought she's had and allow them to feel it as well. So we, uh, when we cut back, we, we see Visser 3 is pretty visibly shaken by all this because he understands that it's not going to look so good for him, Gorge. And he's like, uh, do we like have to go through all of this? Because I don't know, it seems pretty dumb and, and stupid yeah. and, and, gay, and gay and dumb and gay. And then Garof is like, Visser 3, you agreed that using the information from the contemporaneous memory poop was for the best. And, sh- and he's like, I, I, yeah, I get that. But can, can we, like, I can point to the portions of the record that are relevant to the issue of Visser 1's treason. And Garof is just like, ha, ha. You fucking stupid bitch. (laughs) The council will look at the evidence versus one chooses to admit, kitty girl. You can appreciate the privilege when, if, you ever turn out to be a a defendant yourself, Mama Snatch My Boots, Charlie XCX. Oof. I uh, I like Garak. Garak. Whatever his name is. I like It's not Garak. I know, but I I keep imagining him. As, as being Garak. the one leading the trial. Yeah. I uh-huh. imagine him as uh, a Skeksis. Okay. Um, from the Dark Crystal. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I see him as, as a Skeksis. I imagine the Skeksis as, like, those, um, the vulture people with the yonks. Yeah, that's what they are. From the oh, oh, that too. Yes. But it's mostly, it's just him because he's a Horpagir and he has a cool cloak on. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know why. He just gives me big Skeksis energy. But anyway, Gareth is like, okay, let's take a break. Um, okay, let's adjourn for an uh, one Earth hour. Um, and the holographic connection breaks, and they're alone. <laughs> oh. Oh, they're alone. Oh, they're alone. And I kind of oh, know if you all, can, you all can hear the giant smile on my face. But... <laughs> oh, we can hear it. Yeah. Oh, we can but, hear it. Mr. Mr. Ward is like, oh, are you enjoying your big moment? And he's like, you underestimate me, Edris 562. You always have underestimated me. And she's like, I understand you perfectly, Esplan 9466. You have the necessary brutality without the necessary subtlety. You're crude and emotional. You've made no progress with Earth. None. For all your grandiose schemes, and you are no further than toward your goal than when you took over. And he's like, I understand that human bodies suffer from hunger and thirst at regular intervals. I mean, this is so funny. The hork step out with some water, a head of romaine lettuce, and two raw eggs. <laughs> and she's like, you are fucking stupid. Lettuce and raw eggs. Yeah, that's this is great for me. My personal belief is that Visu 3 definitely knows that humans can't eat raw eggs. And he just thought it would be funny to fuck with her. Like, he has a human morph. He knows what they can and can't eat. I'm assuming, like, he's eaten 
food. He's eating and food. He was there. He was at the dinner. He he shook hands with Jake or patted him on the head or something. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Something he's like that. Food. He's eating human food. He was eating food. Yeah, he's so, wearing cargo shorts, you guys. So get over. Yeah, it. he's just being a dick. Which you know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> and then he's like, you know what, Visser, you're right. I, I, why does he keep referring to her as Visser One? Whatever. I don't know. Like, you know what? You're right. I do like your knowledge of humans, because I mean, I've never been in a human host, but I have acquired a human morph. His name is Ray Fines. He's pretty cool. Uh, I suspect I will soon receive demands from several council members for a shipment of human hosts, less powerful than the pork bajir, but much more enjoyable. And then he's like, I often wonder why we. You and I did not become allies. I, I even wonder at times whether it is even too late. And then I made the note. He just had so. I got so happy. I made the note. I was like, "This is flirting. <laughs> this is flirting. Pee pee poo poo. This is flirting. I don't give a fuck really what did. anyone says." <laughs> he really did the like. You and I could rule the world together, kings and queen of an empire. Wait, he, he literally says that. We could command more power than all the rest of the empire put together. We, you know, like, I think we're really cool. <laughs> we don't need the fools on the council. You and I could subdue Earth and start our own Yerk empire. And then he's, it's, it's, it's a trap, obviously. But it's mm-hmm. so, like, his face is inches away from hers. She's like, he's like, why do we even need the rest of the Empire? Guys, I don't know if you love, if, if I've mentioned this before, <laughs> but I think I did, literally in book five. But when two villains flirt, it's my favorite thing. I love it so much. I think all villains should date. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I then, have- Then they would always win. I like all. I like the idea of all of like the Gotham villains just all being exes. You know what I mean. All of Batman's all of them gallery. have dated each other. Well, hey, mm-hmm. I've been planning, all of them have dated. I've been planning in my head for several years now a comic series that follows Two Face and uh, Killer Frost, who are two villains, and in my head they have a wonderful rapport because Two Face is like, oh, he's very stoic and serious. Well, Harvey Dent is very stoic and serious, and then Two-Face is, like, kind of uh, an awful human being person. But then Killer Frost is very, like, Caitlin Snow, she's really, like, yeah, spunky and, like, a goth, and she's, like, a a baddie, and she's, like, looks really goth and cool, and, like, I just, I love villains dating each other. It just makes me so happy. (laughs) Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy... Like, mm, I just, I, every villain should date. I think all villains should date each other. Agreed. They should have, like, a speed dating ring for villains. <laughs> yeah. I feel very I much like a, I, sorry, you could, you go. go. No, go ahead, I want to hear what you say. I feel very much like a teenage girl right now. Like, I'm I'm sitting in my, my chair kicking my little feet, getting, getting all <laughs> excited about villains dating each other. Kicking your little feet? Kicking my little feetsies. It's just the best thing ever, and I don't care what anyone says. Like, vill- okay, rivals to lovers or enemies to lovers, it's all great. But why can't they both be enemies <laughs> to other mm-hmm. people? I don't know. I'm I'm a really big fan. I, I love this for you. I don't really give, I, I don't care about, like, 
most of the, like, romantic tropes, like, enemies to lovers, I don't really care, but, like, found family against their will is where it's at. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're so right. But, like, forcibly, when, like, the the, the villain is just assimilated into, a fa- like, a fan- found family a against family their dynamic. will. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's at. Yeah. For me personally. Live, laugh, um, love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway. back to this particular Anyway, back to this particular pairing, which is the best ship ever. What is it? What would it be called? Visser shipping? I think it should be called Visser shipping. That's my personal opinion. I mean... I know they can't technically kiss because Visser 3 doesn't have a mouth. But you know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so back to the Visser shipping. Um, it's obviously, it's not, there's part, oh, it's time. <laughs> part of it, part of it is not true because Visser 3 is, is obviously, he's not very smart. He's just very obviously trying to get uh, Visser He's one. baiting her. He's baiting her and the bait sucks. Like, it's just like, yeah, she's, bait. she's like, it was so surprising. I almost dropped a water glass. The crudeness of this trap was insulting. <laughs> insulting. Was I a fool? Was I insane? <laughs> and she's like, bro, you're recording this. Like, it's obviously, you're just trying to trick me into saying something treasonous. You can triumphantly play the recording back for the council. The real wonder, Visser, is that you ever rose to your present rank. And then he, like, recoils oh. back like she slapped him like she hasn't said this hundreds of times before and he's just like so right. desperately wants to like oh that oh, it's, it's a it's a domestic dispute <laughs> he so desperately wants to like switch like like twitch the tail and cut off her head um and he's like mm, i'm fine anyway garoff comes back and the council assembles again that was a, a very short hour very garoff is like Continue the memory transfer protocol. And then they continue the memory transfer protocol. <laughs> they do. Yep. Good job. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> I like to imagine all of the memory transfer protocol is kind of like a... Just a really good flashback. But with all of the same like cheesy transitions as you get like a windows movie maker yeah like a windows movie maker or everything is in like black and white you know how like low budget movies try to distinguish between what's a flashback and what's not either like windows slides uh, transitions or like everything is just like a color shade off you know what i mean that's how i like to imagine just say cult of chucky just say cult of chucky (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or no, no, Curse of Chucky. Just say Curse of Chucky, which is... Fine, Curse I hope, of Chucky. I hope people understand what I'm talking about. There's flashback scenes with Charles Lee Ray, and they're all in black and white, except for the color yellow, because they're like, that's a cool trick. Let's put the color yellow in there. <laughs> anyway, sure. that's just the first thing, immediate thing I thought of. Um, But she's going back in the memory poops and finding this particular place called America was not easy because all of Earth's landmasses are like, they have various distinguishing figures, but 
Nothing that makes clear that a particular collection of rivers and mountains is one nation and not another. <laughs> true. <laughs> so very true. And a, so very true, Gorbass. So, so true, Bestie. Um, and apparently, um, she's been uh, doing some research to try to find America and learning English by watching television. Which is funny. I like to imagine that she was watching, like, Seinfeld or something. <laughs> Some sort of sitcom. The Fresh Prince. Well, uh, I think that's what she was watching. I think canonically, isn't she watching... Yes, canonically, she's watching Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Because that's funny, because they're, like... Because it's 1991. Faster than light speed, like, space travel. That's not possible. That's... Are they... What? If it's 1991, huh? are they watching DS9? Well, no, because they're talking about the ship, so that means they'd be watching Next Gen. Because DS9 does not take place on a ship. I mean, there are several ships that they, like, take off the station. There are shuttles. Yeah, there are shuttles that are capable of, like, of warp. They're capable of warp, but I don't know if they have warp six. I don't know. Isn't there, am I crazy, or isn't there an episode where one of the shuttles goes too fast? Or did I dream that? <laughs> I think I might have dreamed that one. You might have dreamed that, but also I haven't finished the, the whole series yet, because there's like nine seasons. Yeah, there's seven seasons, uh, and, and I haven't finished wow. it either. Uh, full disclosure, uh, I love Star Trek, and I love it so much, but I've never finished a full season, because Jesus Christ, I'm not a binge viewer, I'm, I don't I can't binge things to completion, you know? I binge things mm-hmm. until my yeah. hyperfocus goes away. And that usually me leaves me, like, I halfway through. There used to be a period of time where I would work out every day and watch Star Trek, and that was my Star Trek time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then I stopped working out, and <laughs> so I stopped watching the show, because I was like, no, that's my reward for working out, so I can't, like, watch it outside of working out, and it was a whole thing. Um, my Star Trek time was when I was 16 <laughs> for hours on end. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, One day I'll like, finish I haven't finished, maybe. Yeah. Jumping to, like, Star Wars, I haven't finished The Clone Wars either. Well, I stopped that is it. a real problem. <laughs> I know it is. I stopped halfway through season six because it just got too sad. Just because well, been, I, like, I, had... Yeah. Because I had, like, cause, because I knew how it ended with, like, and I got too emotionally attached to all of the characters that I knew were going to die or turn to the dark side. And I was like, this is, I can't do this. Um, I was also, when I was watching, I was, like, not in a good place. So I was like, that's, this is, yeah, this is not valid. constructive. I also. So I might pick it up again. I think season six, I almost always skip it when I'm rewatching it because I, I don't care for it because it doesn't have any of the people that I care about in it. Because by that mm-hmm. point, uh, Ahsoka blank, 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 and Anakin blank, 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 blank. <laughs> Spoilers. So. So true. Uh, I usually just skip right to season seven, and then I and then I cry about the fact that there won't ever be a season eight, so we won't ever see. Um, the Darth Maul, uh, arc. I can't remember what it's called. Dark Apprentice uh, or something. Well, it's because, it, uh, oh, it's so good. It actually, don't bring it up. It explains why Darth Maul, after, you know, getting kidnapped by the, or not, getting captured by, uh, Blanky Blank, 
um, ends up returning to Blanky Blank, and it's a huge, sprawling saga, and it's a great uh, story that they ended up turning into a comic, which is cool, but not the same. And they'll never be season eight, which is such a bummer. So sad. I just love I feel like the same thing would have happened for us with this series, too. Like, we would have been really, if we didn't have the podcast, we would have gotten really into it. And then never finished it. Yeah, I think about that a lot. Like, if I didn't have the yeah. show, I would have just hyper-focused and dropped it completely, like, halfway through. I wouldn't have gotten to Visser. Yeah. No. Probably yeah. not. After the separation, that's probably where I would have dropped it. Because it was just... Not that the separation is, like, bad enough for me to, like, abandon the series completely. It's just the separation made me feel kind of slimy. So, mm-hmm. I would have... Like, taking a break and then never gone back to it. Yeah. Personally. But anyway, uh, uh, I always forget, I always mix up her name with Esplin's name. What is her actual name? Edris. So any, anyway, Edris has been watching some fucking Star Trek. She's been watch. she's been getting down with the Trek, okay? Um, mm-hmm. She's a Trekkie. And she's like, she's confused, though, about what TV is. <laughs> like, she's like, what- were they creating these images to frighten away potential enemies? Was this all a complex bluff to design, designed to intimidate potential conquerors? And then it's like, oh my god, wait a minute. <laughs> she didn't, it's like, wait a minute. This is, Essam, this is all fiction. It's not real. <laughs> wow. Which is very funny. She's like, oh, wait a minute. It's all fake. They invent these events. And he's like, why would they do that? And she's like, they're intimidating us. Or maybe another reason. Not None of what we see here in this data can be taken at face value. There are elements of, are elements of artifice and deception in all of it. And then he's like, how do we know what's real and what's not? <laughs> and, and, and she's like, well, a human, uh, we can't do that. Maybe a human can, but it'll take us years to sift data in order to determine which weapon systems and capabilities are real and which are simulated, which is a fucking funny sentence. And then... Mm-hmm. This entire this entire part is just fucking hilarious. And I... It... Local alien discovers fiction. More at ten. <laughs> Local alien discovers television. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go on. Go oh, on. anyway, he Esam discovers something interesting, and also I just thought of something interesting. I'm realizing that Esam, Esplin, and uh, uh, Idris. Idris, their names all start with E. Are they all from the Sulfnire pool? Is that how that works? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Because I know- I have- I don't know. I know Edris is from the Sulphnire pool. And I know Esplin is from the Sulphnire pool, I think. Neighbors. Uh, neighbors. <laughs> They're part of the same zip code. <laughs> there we go. They just- they've seen each other around town. Yeah, so they obviously- Not seen, neighbors. obviously. But they've- Clicked each other around town. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the clicking. Um, but Essam learns something, and he's like, the data seems to show that humans simultaneously bound in tight 
it would be simultaneously bind in tight emotional based relationships and yet what is this grammar structure the data seems to show humans simultaneously bound in tight oh now i understand bound in tight emotional based relationships and yet quite likely to murder each other on occasion they kill each other at an artificially slow speed well that's called torture that's what you guys do also it's called torture mama it's called torture mama. Uh, mama oh now kitty. i'm sounding like you mama kitty cat boots the house down Purr. ah you're rubbing off of me <laughs> no that's garoff garoff talks like that okay not sm sm is just kind of there <laughs> he's, he's just, just kind he's of a just, guy who's just kind of there sm is just some guy sm is just a guy um and she's like man what we cannot learn what we need to learn from orbit there's too little time we have to plunge Boldly into the shallow end of the pool, as some boldness is called for. And he's like, the last attempt fucking sucked. And she's like, I did not understand the geography of Earth then. But I have learned. I, I have done my research. I've played some Kahoot quizzes. And I've done some flashcards. <laughs> I understand there's this thing called a city. Uh, some are obviously irrelevant. Only four mentioned frequently in the data. New York. Washington, D.C., L.A., and Hollywood. Of these, I conclude from the prevalence of messages in the data that Hollywood is the most important. And she's like, we'll get your water, SM. The time has come for a second visit to my planet. Uh, <laughs> Edris takes Hollywood. <laughs> it's like a fucking comedy movie. <laughs> you know what I want to know? I, I want to see, I want to know what would have happened if they, like, landed in New York. I feel like they would have, like, their ship would have landed in the middle of the busy street, and they would have just gotten, like, Murdered. run over. Yeah. Nobody would have cast a second look. <laughs> True. They would have been defeated in, like, three days. Yeah. Three days minimum. Because it's New York, and they have no idea what's going on. SM is just some guy. And Visser One still has no idea what's happening. Yeah, she'd be so confused. So it'd be very much, it'd be so very much like the Smurfs movie. Like if she landed in Times Square, I feel like she would just blow apart instantaneously. It'd be very much, very much Captain America T. At the very end of much. Captain America, I think that's the scene that happens. Uh, yeah, in the I movie. know. I know. Okay. <laughs> I've seen the movie. I th- no, I I'm just trying to reassure myself. It's oh, been a okay. while since I've willingly watched a Marvel movie. No offense to people who love it. Willingly. Willingly. Um, Bold words. But we're gonna move on from that. Anyway, she swoops down to Hollywood. And she's like, she sees this the Hollywood sign and she's like, it was almost as if the humans had expected to be visited from space and had placed the letters there to guide us. <laughs> it's kind of cute to see her in this, like, I know she's still got the colonizer attitude of like, it's mine! It's mine! But it's still funny, like, <laughs> that she's just kind of trying to understand. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, she lands beside a pool, much like the pools that they live in. Um, and she's like, there's your water, SM. Don't drink that, dude. It's not good. Um, don't drink that, babe. Don't drink that. It's, chlor- it's chlorine. He just put his whole face into it. He just slowly slurped it up. Oh, because he's been kind of dying of thirst. That's kind of important. Oh, yeah. Um, also that. Dying of thirst. So hop in that water. 
and pray that it works. Um, but all of a sudden, some human female comes out wearing mini minimal garment in two pieces. Um, I wonder if she's got the fine, fresh dukes with the bikinis on top. That's my question. Did you know I used to think Hollywood was in Florida? <laughs> I didn't. Why did when you think that? I was a that? child, because I, I didn't think that California had two big cities, LA and Hollywood. I was like, that's not fair. I think Florida should get something, <laughs> which is also wrong. Florida shouldn't get anything. <laughs> that is so true. And also, Florida already has a big city. It's called Orlando. It's called Disney. Um, <laughs> also, California has four big cities. So, what are the sorry, other three two? big cities. San Francisco oh. and Sacramento. Sacramento's Sacramento actually doesn't big, count. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm sorry, Brynn. <laughs> shut the fuck up. When people think of Californian cities, I'm, I'd say they think of LA, and then they think of Hollywood, and then maybe San Francisco. I don't think they think Hollywood of Hollywood isn't its own city. You know what I mean when people think of locations. What the fuck Hollywood is Hollywood is just part of LA. What do you it's a subset of LA. What do you classify as being a city versus a subset? It's literally a part of LA. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up just to prove you wrong. You just want Sacramento to be on the list. I shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's because I'm from Sacramento and I have pride. <laughs> um But anyway, they see this uh fucking Hollywood is a district within the city of Los Angeles. Well, what Shut is, up. What do we count as a district versus a city? I'm putting a poll in the, in the description. Oh is Hollywood a city it's, or not? No, it's it's literally not a city because it doesn't have its la, own la, 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 like, city I can't government. Hear you. La, it's la, part la, of LA. What do you mean? There's no mayor of Hollywood? That seems pretty stupid. There's no mayor of Hollywood. <laughs> Brad Pitt is not mayor of Hollywood. I hate to break it to you. Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> I said, I picked the first celebrity that came to mind, and I said, Brad Pitt is not the mayor of Hollywood. <laughs> While you were going, la, 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 Angelina Jolie should be the mayor of Hollywood. She could be the mayor of anything, and I was the mayor of my heart. Um, When I went to the London Eye, there was such, there was, when we were waiting in line for tickets, there was just, like, a random, scarily accurate wax statue of Brad Pitt in the lobby. Ugh. Like, the line had to go around him, because he was just in the middle of the room, taking up a lot of space. I have no idea why it was there. And I yeah. have tried and failed to forget about it. <laughs> I was, um... I was I went to Madame Tussauds in New York when I went there once, and I did not enjoy the experience. I enjoyed poking fun at some stuff, but it, it's very creepy to me. But not that creepy. It is interesting, actually. I take that back. I kind of liked it. <laughs> I specifically liked the Hall of Presidents because I got to hang out with Richard Nixon. Oh, yeah. Your Nixon phase. My Nixon phase. <laughs> I forgot about that. My my Nixon face. Yes, yes, yes. You you say that like I'm not in it anymore. <laughs> my Nixon face. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You sound like um, like what? that one guy that Bill Hader does on SNL. Stefan. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. 
This club has everything. Wax figures, uh, earthworms, and Richard Nixon. Sidney Applebaum. Anyway. So this human female is like, oh, wow. <laughs> I love her. She's like, okay, hi. <laughs> Are you guys, like, from the studio? Yeah, she, you she's You look great. Like, yeah, you guys are great. Um, and SM is like, it burns! It burns! And he's like, she's like, oh, yeah, the chlorine's kind of high right after. Uh, I'll get Lonnie. Uh, he's making drinks. And SM's just like, it burns! <laughs> um, and, 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 uh, Edris is like, you're female. <laughs> And she's like uh, straight to the point. Uh, uh, and she's like, I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure hope it does. I sure hope it does. <laughs> um, and then this um uh, uh fucking other guy comes out who is uh Lonnie, otherwise known as Mr. Lowenstein, who's like an older dude. Um and he's like carrying some drinks and he's like, hey! What the heck? What's going on? What the heck is going on? And and she's like, the studio sent them. And he's like, okay, but the look is all wrong. This is way too alien for what I was what I need. I was expecting something cute, not you know, blades and chicken feet. And and she, and Esme's like, all right, which one do you prefer, uh, Subvisor? And she's like, mm, the male is larger and more powerful, but slower and less agile. Older, I concluded. Perhaps near death. The female <laughs> seemed healthier, so she, she takes the female. And then uh, uh, she's like, uh, I went to the female and swiftly, easily now that I had the experience, took control of her. A few minutes later, Essam took the man. Thus, I became female, and Essam became male. And when the cops arrived, they found nothing suspicious. Our two Hork-Bajir bodies had disappeared. Their atoms scattered in the atmosphere of Earth by our Dracon beams. We had, in the human expression, burned our bridges. Uh, and then I made oh, the shit. note, huh. And huh. She, so she was male this whole time. I was just using she, her pronouns. But, I mean, she wasn't so much male as she was just worm. But no, I don't know I what think... gender her work because your host was, so. Yeah, I think Yerks are just like automatically genderless because they're worms. Um, yeah, but I meant, like, I don't know what her previous body's pronouns were, so I just kind of defaulted, defaulted to female pronouns to make it less confusing in my head. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to this- sorry to this worm. <laughs> More like sorry to the hork who was- Yeah, that too. body. Sorry to this hork Um, but they burn the bridges- um, and, and we learned that her, her human host was named Jenny Lynn Cadwallader. Cadwallader is a great last name. And apparently everyone called her Jenny Lyons, which is a very fun reference in my children's book. Oh. Oh, I see. No, I get it now. Jenny Lyons. Yeah. I'm um, picking it up. If you don't I'm... understand, uh, lines of cocaine. I thought it was because she's an actress. No. 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 (laughs) Speaking of actresses, um, (laughs) this is a quote in the book. 
and I felt extremely targeted for many reasons, but Jenny had no occupation, a concept that shocked my yerk sensibilities. She considered herself an actress, one of the humans who pretend to be people that are not, they are not dishonest, wait a minute. One of the humans who pretend to be people they are not in dishonest TV or movie representations. But although she called herself an actress, she had never acted. I felt so targeted. Because not only are you talking about actors, but we have the same name. <laughs> Spelled differently, but same name. Spelled differently, but the same name. I mean, um, you've acted, though. You've been I in have things. acted, so I'm better than Jenny Lines. Um, the bar is on the floor, but you're better than Jenny Lines. <laughs> I'm not gonna call her that. This seems like a very, uh, uh, um, not nice thing to call someone. Um, but the mm -hmm. reason, uh, she, she's also very deeply interested in a particular mood-altering chemical. Um, and this is where I understood, I, I made, I highlighted Jenny Lines and I made the note, uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now I get it. Um. But this she's is like, for children. Uh, this is for children. I don't think this book is for children. This specific no. one. Personally, I think it's not. Um, but I'll get into that later. Uh, but she's like, this this host is quite ignorant, I believe. And and Jenny is just like, hey, who are you calling ignorant? And Esma is like, yeah, my host agrees that she is quite ignorant. However, my host finds her desirable. And uh, this or one is like desirable. And she's like. He's like, he, she's considered physically attractive. It is a subjective evaluation based on visual memory and tied to the human's procreative instincts. <laughs> okay, Asif, I guess that's true. Um, but she, like, looks over in the mirror, and she's like, it did not excite any particular sense of aesthetic pleasure in me, and yet Jenny was so confident that she w was confident that she was attractive. And Jenny in the back is like, I am hotter than half of these so-called actresses. I mean, have you really looked at Sarah Jessica, Par Sarah Jessica Parker? And she's like, oh. yes, physical attraction. That explains a large percentage of this host's memories. And SM is like, your host has a physical addiction to a particular chemical compound. Mine does not. He is concerned for her. And Visser one is like, concerned? Why? And he's like, ah, it's an emotion. It is not susceptible to logical explanation. And then he's like, this is my first human, but they appear, based on the memories I have access, to be widely differentiated. Male and female, young and old, wide differences in intelligence, wide differences in experience and occupation. For example, my host's memory catalogs hundreds of possible human occupations. Producer, director, actor, assistant, director, gaffer, best boy, pool boy, driver, wardrobe assistant, caterer, studio head, banker, car dealer, therapist, east coast money guy. Many, many occupations. <laughs> I like how they're I just... Guess... What? Oh no, I was just... I thought that... I mean, I don't... I guess it would be... I don't know, because... Because... Uh, Visser... Uh, Idris, she says, like... This this human has no job, which is shocking to me. Since, since Yerks are very much workaholics. I guess. So I don't know why, I mean, I'm a bit confused as to why Esim would be shocked that there's so many jobs to do. I guess he's just shocked at the variation in humanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, they're, like, two different people. Um, I think Yerks are a lot more varied than they choose to believe, also. I think that's also true. 
So, I mean, he's 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 in a host that catalogs like hundreds of thousands of different occupations, and she's in a host that doesn't have one and probably doesn't pay attention to anybody else's job. So, like, their experiences are different with their hosts. Yeah. Um, I do yeah. like how <laughs> SM's the host, whatever his name is, Johnny or something, um, he, like, only knows occupations that are, like, relevant to him. <laughs> because he's a East- producer. <laughs> East Coast <laughs> Money Guy is my favorite one. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that. Like, he only knows things that are relevant to his world. Which is very yeah. funny. Um, but she's, she's, like, looking through, uh, Jenny's memories, and she can see, like, she grew up in this place called, uh, Cowtown, or Podunk, or Arkansas, with the three terms roughly synonymous, but also referencing many fictional locations. I say it's a fundamental lack of organization here in this brain. Me too, girl. Me too, girl. Me, me when I'm, me when I think about my own brain. I say it's a <laughs> fundamental lack of organization here. Honestly, I love, I've been thinking about, um... Her description of the human brain as she enters the first host, be thinking like, "Wow, if normal human brains are mad, what do our brains look like?" Yeah, <laughs> I think that'd be a scary thing to experience. The brain of someone with ADHD. <laughs> They'd be like, "This is a mess in here. This is this fucking mess. This fucking." Fucking this is a dumpster all over the place. This is a fucking dumpster. Oh <laughs> like, you live. So many fucking files just lost, just fucking everywhere. Like everything. Um, why are all the wires connected to the wrong place? What? Why did? Why did? Why does one part of the brain just refuse to produce a, like a like a chemical necessary for life? Like what the? I'm trying to remember things, but I can't remember anything because this brain is so awful. It's very this poorly designed. Yeah, yeah, we'd be dead. We'd be. That's why we're the worst yerk. Like if we got a yerk, because our hosts, our our host brains are bad. <laughs> are bad. We're we're the, the we're the hosts given to like yerks who have done something wrong and need to be punished. <laughs> the they crime. just put them in our head. The crime. They just put them in our head. Oh man. Um. But uh, Edris is like my second human host again, and my second human host, and again I have chosen poorly. This female was a guide to nothing, except when I look past the cataloged memories of events and interactions, the pointless conversations and drug usage and dull activities, and looked into more obscure memories. And then she, like, finds something very vital. And she's like, they have many weaknesses. And she's like, and and then he's like, yeah, uh, this host is, is aware of my many human weaknesses and exploits them for his own purposes people want to laugh for example they want to escape from the reality of their lives and imagine themselves in unlikely situations they are suckers for a lot of teeth and long legs my host has become very successful among humans by creating environment entertainments designed to to cause laughter among humans that's not a weakness (laughs) i guess if you were an alien it would be considered a weakness to to laugh laughing is a very Silly thing. They really came for us. Yeah, like, they came for the podcasters. First they they came came for the podcasters, podcasters, and I said nothing, for I was not a podcaster. (laughs) You are a podcaster. 
podcaster. I know, I know. I, if this came out in 2020, do you think that they would inhabit the body of, like, two white dudes who have, a, like, a true crime podcast? And they'd be like, there is just nothing going on up here. <laughs> Sorry, if you, no offense if you like true crime podcasts and you're a white guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you. I want to see, yeah, this, this, for the most part, I don't want to see, like, a 20... 2020 2021 version of this series but um this specific book i do just for this scene to see who they would infest mm-hmm. be like uh they'd infest an influencer uh they'd infest a tiktok teen well okay but taylor is already a tiktok teen i know i know taylor's a tiktok teen maybe they'd infest okay. like like this, those like okay, mom wait, influencers if, if the series is taking place in like 2020 then that means they would have been like that means they would have infested these people like 10 years ago so just imagine okay let's just imagine they infested them in like 2014 that's something oh tumblr users the, the, the woman that the woman that uh edris in, uh, infest has a mustache tattoo on her finger oh mm. they all wear bacon shirts oh I'm gonna throw. You remember like the bacon glasses? Vomit. <laughs> they all have knee high boot riding boots. They're all knee high riding boots or the knee high Converse. They're so chuggy. Oh god. I wanted a pair of knee high Converse so bad. No. I wore riding boots. Up into okay, high but- school, I wore riding boots. Yeah, I had a pair of. Up into college, I wore riding boots. Yeah, I had a pair of black leather riding boots that I wore to death. Absolutely wore to death. I try not to be choogy anymore, but sometimes I just want to wear clothes that make me happy. Yeah. That usually like, means there's... just <laughs> wearing sweats. Yeah, it's one thing to, like, make fun of choogy things from the past, and another thing to, like, actively mock people for enjoying it, their interests. Like Christian Girl Autumn. Oh wait a minute. <laughs> if 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 it was twenty twenty if it was twenty fourteen, Edris would absolutely infest like a Christian Girl Autumn girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I want that so badly. <laughs> I wanna live in a world where that's the case. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. I just almost knocked over my glass. Um oh. Um, living on the anyway, edge. Living on the edge. Anyway, uh, Edris is like, I don't think that making humans laugh is our true path to the conquest of Earth. Well, I actually think that'd be a very good strategy. Personally. You wanna, you wanna, but not, you do that. you, I guess. Yes, I think you can make people, well, I mean, if we're getting into the serious shit, people, one of the reasons people elected Donald Trump is because they found him to be a funny guy. people that's i mean for someone who values you know subtlety i uh, i would really suggest that she reads the prince (laughs) i'm sure do you think that's her favorite book is the prince by machiavelli yeah i do as someone who's read the prince many times did a report on it i do i do (laughs) absolutely uh, but she's like, there's other needs. 
They're afraid. They're, oh, oh, this is actually really important. They're afraid. They're lonely. They're weak. They're so weak. This host is not much more intelligent than a hork -Bajir. Okay, that's pretty racist, but okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, SM is like, mm-mm. I see. I see things here besides weakness. This human has suffered what the humans consider to be the most horrific torture and deprivation in their history. An experience in his youth that even a taxon would find cruel. He's like, uh, he's not from this country originally. Nevertheless, he's risen to a position of power and influence among humans. I believe he has weaknesses, but he is not weak, Subvisor. And then uh, Edris is like, no, Esim, you're wrong. They are not a strong species with a few weaknesses. They are weak, but with a few strengths. Let me tell you, Esim, we will not have to conquer humans. They will conquer themselves. They will come to us willingly and make themselves our slaves. And then she does an evil laugh. <laughs> End of stored memory transfer. Protocol download 7123450.989. But, I mean, that's actually, I mean, that's kind of a true thing. That was, that reminded me of, um, and this becomes much more relevant later in the book, but it reminded me of, um, how cults tend to prey on lonely people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how they work, is they don't prey on well-adjusted people with good family structures. They prey on lonely people who've gone through horrible hardships and feel like they don't have any support structure. And then they feign a support structure for them, but it's only for their own benefits. But that becomes actually a lot more relevant in a several more chapters later down the line. We'll give you a hint to sharing. We've always said that it's very culty. I mean, like from yeah, book and the, one. they 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 pu they push the cult shit real hard in this book. They really and I kind of love it. Yeah, they're not wrong. They they were not wrong to do that. I think. Um, anyway, an underestimation of humans. Would you not agree? As one, why is he British? <laughs> I don't know. Gar that's not Garrick talks like um. An underestimation of the humans. Would you not agree? This one, I can't do it. I'm not a man. <laughs> but, I mean, I, yeah. So she, he's like, several years later, Earth is still not ours, kitty girl. And she's like, no, it's not ours. Earth is not ours because of the incompetence and treason of Visser Three. I left Earth in a position to be taken. And Visser Three is like, you left Earth before the Andalites landed a force of trained gorillas and saboteurs armed with morphing technology. And then uh, she was like, wait a minute. Is it time to reveal the tea? And the uh, tea Ava, that only I can pour? Yeah, the tea that only I have the teapot for? And Ava is like, go ahead, tell him. Let Visser 3 take all the glory for wiping out the Andalite bandits. And Edris is like, I will make you suffer for this, Ava. Because um, she would rather die from far from the nearest Kendrona than give Visser 3 the information he needed to secure Earth. Bad strategies is all I'm trying to say. It's all Bad I'm strategy, but it's good for our kids. It's good for It's the good kiddos. for our case, and it's good for a personal thing for Visser 1. But, you know, it's not... I just... I get why people are self-serving in governments, and I do think it happens, but sometimes I wish in if there's a species that's trying to conquer another species, that people would be a little bit... I don't know. 
sometimes when there's stories like this, it very much seems like they're all serving their own interests, which makes you wonder why they even managed to get on the fucking planet at all. You know? Because there's mm -hmm. only so much work people can do when they're not working with each other and really only working for themselves. Does this, does any of what I'm saying make sense? It does make sense. But here's the thing. I think the only two years in a position of power that we've really seen are the Vizzers, Mr. and Mrs. Vizzer. Um, <laughs> and those two are ultimately self-serving. But, like, we have to think about all of their underlings who are willing to follow them. I mean, we're following the two most ambitious Yerks in, like, Yerk history. But we don't get to see anybody else's perspective. That's true. But so there has to be... They... Sorry. Go ahead. No, well, it just makes me wonder how they even got here in the fucking first place. Also, why does anyone follow these two? Like... You know what? Uh, you know what I mean. Like, like I actually get why people follow Visser One because she's, you know, doesn't kill her underlings. But I don't consider her. I mean, we haven't really heard her talk to her own underlings, but she doesn't seem very charismatic. Neither does Visser Three. So it really just makes it feel like every youth is just serving their own interests and not the interests of the Empire. Which, if that were the case, the Empire would fall. Like, your patriotism has to be somewhat of a thing. But maybe I'm just talking out of my own asshole here. I, I think, think your patriotism is a thing, but I think it's. And I think. I, don't know. Like... I guess. Well, the Yerks cannot survive. Not necessarily cannot survive, but like they think they can't survive unless they take other species to infest forcibly. So that is a reason why, like, they would follow the Empire. Yeah, that makes sense. Not necessarily for patriotism, but just out of survival. Yeah, I guess that's true. But part of it does- I don't know what I'm trying to even say. I have to be totally honest. Just talking out of my, okay. my asshole here. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but Garoth is like, It would seem that Essam was more correct than you in his assessment of humans. We have reports that Yerks, uh, Yerks driven to lose control under the constant internal pressure of a resistant human host. Human sickness is what they call it, I think. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, but she's like, I, it was a bit early, Gorgina, to be able to understand humans. I'd only encountered <laughs> two of them. A defeated soldier and a weakling enthralled to a chemical. Just say cocaine. We're all Just adults. <laughs> Probably Just say cocaine. For the children We're adults. Yeah. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, <laughs> but 3 is like, ah, da, 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 da. you, by your own admission, realize that humans are a widely differentiated in in as a species. You had every reason to suspect that some humans could be resistant to conquest by infiltration. You deliberately overlooked that fact. You chose to underestimate the humans. You chose to ignore the most obvious fact that humans can be bludgeoned and cowed into submission, and those who resist can simply be exterminated. And then she's like... <laughs> she cracks her knuckles. Oh, of course. On her broken left hand, she cracks her mm -hmm. knuckles. Mm -hmm. Yes, and she's like... Had I infested the Lowenstein host, I would have seen sooner what I saw soon anyway. But it was more than- it was still more right than wrong. Humans are riddled with exploitable weaknesses. Humans, at least some humans, will believe anything. 
They will surrender their free will to addictive chemical compounds, to strong-willed leaders, to their own greed for power. It was from this insight that I realized the concept of the sharing. How many thousands of humans have, have in fact come to us voluntarily, submitted to us for empty promises of happiness or wealth or status? And Visser 3 is like, not enough, girl boss. You set the policy of conquest by infiltration. The time has come for all-out attack. A war of conquest. Destroy their military power, seize their leaders, herd them into vast pools we will build, infest them in their hundreds of thousands and their millions and their billions. And he was like, she's like, ah, oh, that's the goal, all-out war. But I couldn't allow that. It would result in the deaths of millions, which was irrelevant to me, but it also might result in the deaths of two, two humans I would not allow to be killed. And that, and that peaked my, peakweed my interest. Oh, and I, I made the note, I made the note, eye emoji. <laughs> Because I couldn't do emojis on my keyboard. While oh, reading. yeah, yeah, that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think and what after I read this, I think that's exactly what I sent you was that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, this is a very interesting, this is basically the crux of the entire novel is like, what is the actual proper way to conquest? Is it through, you know, feigning love and acceptance like a cult? Or is it through pure muscle? If I were a, uh, a, a, a warmonger and colonizer, I would argue that it's both. Guys. <laughs> and I think that's why neither of them have really been all that successful. <laughs> is that, you know, I don't want to get too into it because spoilers, but they kind of take both of these respective ideologies way too far. Uh, and to the point where it becomes ineffectual. I agree. Um, all the words. I I was gonna say something, and it literally just flew out of my head. Like literally, I had a point, and then I it's gone now. So maybe it'll come back to me later. Um, but I was gonna war, say love, cults, war, conquest, blood. It was something about like love of conquest or something. I don't know. Maybe it'll come back to me by the end of it. <sighs> My brain yeah. is broken. That's anyway. okay. Um, um, but go on, go on. Yeah, <laughs> Visser. But Visser one uh shake shakes a mangled fist at Visser three, and she's like. This fool would strip away the secrecy that has allowed us to make progress on Earth. We cannot hope to win an easy victory over a population of billions. And then he's like, ha-ha, there is the treason, clearly stated. She would have had us hide and creep and crawl forever when we should be attacking. And then she's like, I gave us Earth. I found it. There would be have been no Earth but for me. I created the sharing and drew tens of thousands of human hosts into our reach, all without ever alarming the human authorities. I found the way, the path to eventually seizing five billion hosts, all with a mere, a mere handful of yerks. I handed this all to Visser Three, and what has he done with it? That council members, that is the question. We, and then, boom! Uh, Visser Three suddenly starts attacking, but it's not Visser One he's attacking. Some uh, creatures have run into the building. There's some Horkbajir and a tiger and a gorilla. And a bear. Uh, and then I went, oh! <laughs> um, oh! I went, oh, we're doing this early. Oh, we're doing it. Oh, we're doing oh, it Oh, no! The Andalite bandits! There they, there they are! Um, 
<laughs> yeah, the Andalite and bandits. And he's like, instantly I realized he's like, an opportunity these so-called Andalite bandits had attacked. How better to show Vizzer 3 is incompetent, his weakness. Sure. Yeah. It, she would be the victor if she lived. Uh, but that, well, uh, she well, um, but she's like, there's only four of them. There's a two orc pajir, the tiger, and the bear. Where's the other two? Most of all, in virtually every record we had of the bandits, one of them had usually appeared as an andalite. There were all sorts of theories to explain this. This one andalite did not possess the morphing powers, else the andalites felt they needed to keep one of their people in true form as a way to show the flag. But I knew, or at least guessed, the truth. The always visible Andalite was a deception to keep us from realizing that at least one of the six were humans. Some of the six were humans. Where was the Andalite as Andalite? Where were the other two? Something is not right. <laughs> um, Obviously. Something is not right. But yeah, the and they keep... doesn't know that because they're watching it, throwing popcorn at the screen. Oh my god, literally. <laughs> like, they're throwing bets. They're like, oh yeah, behind you, get him, get him. Like, it's like a fucking boxing match. Yeah. When they're like, when she's like fighting for her life. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, the tiger whips around and slashes the bear. And then Visser 3 cuts off the tiger's head. And I went like, whoa! Me too, and then, no, me too. And then the bear gets burned alive. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, Edris has the realization, oh my god, it's fake. All of it is fake. I'd underestimated Visser 3. I could see through the falseness now, but the fascinated council members who had watched the bloody battle from the safety knew nothing of Earth or Earth animals, and then I went, girl, what? <laughs> Good on you, Visser 3. What a funny plan. I think he might earn a confidence point here. I will give him a confidence star. Honestly, that's a good plan. That was a good plan. Yeah. yeah. Exploiting the fact that the Council of Thirteen is largely ignorant and would like to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, I hate to admit it, but th this was a good plan. Um... Yeah. Um, but he even ends up killing the Hork Bajir, who I don't think thought that they were going to die. Uh, no, because those are definitely but, the Yerks in those Hork Bajir. Yes. Hork Bajir. Hork Bajor? <laughs> Hork Or maybe what happened is the Yerks exited the Hork Bajirs and then they attacked, trying to get free. Mm -mm. So um, they, they said, them, no, they the said, uh, the Hork Bajir bot looked stupidly up at Visser 3, confused, alarmed, eyes pleading in horror at the realization he'd been betrayed. So... Uh, yeah, these are underlings of Visser 3. Uh, and of course he's gonna kill them. I don't know what they were thinking. Idiot. He's Visser 3, you guys. Whatever. Um, but he's like, what can I do? I try to tell the council that these were not the Andalite bandits, but then I would, you know, how could I prove that any more than I could prove the supposed hork morphs were simply hork controllers ordered by Visser 3 to fake an attack? And then uh, he, she meets, their gaze meet. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, she's like, yeah, I th this game goes to you, Visser 3. Which is great. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty, honestly, a pretty foolproof strategy because, yeah. you know, first off, she can't prove that they're not the, the actual Andalites. And second of all, if she says, 
actually, these uh, are fake, then she plays her hand, and Visser 3 knows that they're children, and then the council will know that she's been keeping information from them. And thirdly, because only four out of the six showed up, if the Andalite bandits keep pestering Visser 3 in the future, um, he still, like, has a, like, he still has a, a contingency plan. Yeah, it's a contingency plan. Like, he didn't kill all of them. That's why he can't get his work done or whatever. <laughs> There's yes. more now. Um, but she's like, yeah, this is pretty devastating. Uh, cause my charge, now Visser 3 has made himself look good. Uh, I only had one hope now that the real bandits would show up. It was almost a pity that I wasn't a traitor. If I were, I'd been able to call upon them for help, but there was no opportunity for me to reach the boy Marco, and less than no chance that he would do anything to help me. By the most terrible coincidence, he had become an enemy. And then Ava's like, you underestimated my son. And she's like, I'll kill him yet, human. And Ava's like, no, I believe your killing days are over. Ava is uh, awesome. <laughs> she just oh, is she like... she's a badass, and I love her. She's like, I cannot wait to watch you slowly die, even though it means I will also die as well. I'm so excited for you to just burn in fucking hell. It's gonna be great oh. for me. Love this for us. Mm-hmm. But Visser I... 3 is like, oh, you know, I honestly hoped that they would attack. I deliberately planted the seeds of this moment, knowing they'd be unable to resist such a prime target. I am pleased you were able to witness the extermination of the only resistance on Earth. And Gareth was like, yes, the timing was, of course, fortunate. At least Gareth is still on, on her side, is what is what uh, Edris is thinking here. If only she could reach Marco and entice him to launch an attack. Should the real bandits show up, Visser 3 charade, and life would be over. Well, uh, we'll see about that, girl boss. But, we'll uh, Gareth is like, Visser 1, you will continue your presentation. I understand that we have a gap between the memory transfer protocols. And Visser 3 is like, yes! A most suspicious gap! More than a year during which the defendant made no memory dumps and never once contacted the year Kai Command. Fourteen Earth's mo Earth months during which she contacted the Andalites and hatched her conspiracy! Gareth is like, do I have any, uh, do you have any evidence of this? And he's like, yes I do. I have the testimony of one SM293. But she's like, surely you know. Surely the Visser knows that SM is dead. And Visser 3 is like, no, Visser 1. SM293 is not dead, at least not entirely. And <laughs> they bring in this guy who uh, this has- This scraggly mangy man. This scraggly mangy man. And, and uh, she recognizes him. But she's like, Visser 3 is perhaps jesting. This is what humans call a street crazy. A wild man, a lunatic, an alcohol addict. If this is Essam, let Essam withdraw from the host body and show himself. And then he's like, no, no, no. Uh, the Yerk Essam is dead. I was having a little joke. But part of him lives on. Yes, this human, this human is 
quite mad. But the question is, why is he insane? From where came his madness? Good. This is another competency point. This is some good uh, influence, I- inferencing and, yeah. and connective skills that Visser 3 is employing here. Yeah, I hate to admit it, but he's doing well. Yeah. But the, the human looks at Visser 1 and is like, it's an Andalite. You see him, don't you? You all see him, don't you? And then he's like, oh my god, hork they're real! Oh my god, they're real! Look, they're real! The lady, look! Uh, and Visser 3 is like, what is your name? Answer me and I will give you a fresh bottle. And he's like, mmm, okay. My friends call me Spacey. Folks all do. And then he's like, okay, Spacey, I'm going to ask you some questions. You will answer me. If you answer all my questions, I will give you a bottle. If you attempt to lie, I will kill you. Is that clear? And he's like, does the name SM mean anything to you? And Spacey's like, yeah, SM293 of the Salt Nyar Pool. So SM is also from the Salt Nyar Pool. I was right. <laughs> They're all from the Salt Nyar Pool. Are there any other pools? <laughs> I don't know what kind of conspiracy you just uncovered, but I'm happy you did. I'm happy for you. What is the truth? Pepe Sylvia! This name keeps coming up and over and over again! Pepe Sylvia! <laughs> Salt Nyer Pool! This name keeps coming up over and over and over again! Pepe Sylvia! Salt Nyer! Salt Nyer! What like in this box? This whole box is Salt Nyer Pool! Anyway. But he's like, and who, what was SM293? And he's like, uh, seeds of yerk. They come from, well, you all know where they come from. And he's like, um, where, uh, uh, you and S, uh, Visser 3 is like, so you and SM became, what is the word? You became friends? And he's like, as much as a human can be with a yerk, we talked, we were together for a long while. And then, uh, uh, she's like, oh god, oh no, 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 no. Oh, it is who I think it is. Um, and he's like, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Mr. 3 is like, while you were his host, did you know another Yerk who had the name Edris 562 in the rank of sub Visser 409? And he's like, uh, you mean Allison. Allison Kim. And she's like, oh, fuck. I, it is who I think it is. And he's like... Oh, yes, I, I remember her. She she was Essam's wife. She was in love with, he was in love with her. And and he's like, and she, this Allison Kim, this Edris 562, this Subvisor 409, she was in love with him as well. And uh, Spacey's like, yes, Essam was sure of that. Mostly, anyway. See, if he hadn't been so sure, he'd never have gone ahead with it. The babies, they're kids. You see, they had kids. Twins, a little girl and a little boy. And I went, huh? <gasps> uh-huh. I audibly guessed. I went, I think I went, what? I went like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> excuse? I'm sorry. Excuse? Excuse? Interesting. Okay, so now we know who the two, uh, Two people that she could not allow harm to come to are. Yes. And this is when I had to efface the truth that my theory was partially wrong. But that's yeah, okay, because I, I think said, this is more interesting. <laughs> this is more interesting. 
no offense um i thought when she was saying like there are two people that i can't allow harm to come to i thought she was talking about marco and his dad i, I also that thought really that sense. in my heart of yeah. hearts i hoped it in your heart of hearts mm-hmm. yeah but this makes more sense it makes more sense, and it's it's not like we said the last part. It's a similar idea, which we will come to understand. Indeed, it's just what not with Marco. With that Clinking your spoon. I'm just drinking some Wawa. You just um, drinking some Wawa. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a similar idea. I actually, this is interesting. I I told my theory to my one of my one of my uh, friends who had read the whole series. I was like. I, I turned away from them so I couldn't see their facial expressions when I told them, them them this, but I told them the whole theory, and they were like, similar ballpark. You're on the right track, but it's a little bit different. And this is what they kind of meant. It's a similar ballpark. Visser 3, or Visser 1 was a mother, but it's not, it's not Marco's that. mother. Um, yeah. But there's just, like, silence. And she's like, I have to deny it. I have to deny it. But there's, is there proof? Is there proof? Because the penalty for lying to the council is, you know, pretty bad. Yeah. Is he bluffing? Does he have more proof? And Gareth is like, is this true? And Ava is like, you created human children to be enslaved by Yerks? If there's a hell, you'll be there soon. I, 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 I'm, hey, shout out to Edris for having the mental capacity to keep this a fucking secret from Ava, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that must take she... a lot of work. But yeah. I mean, I've never been to York. I don't know how it works, but like that uh-huh. seems pretty hard. Judging yeah, by, I guess so. Like how difficult it was for Cassie and Aldrea to keep things from each other at some point. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's different because that's not a York. That's just a ghost. True. We'll get into it. We'll yeah. Get into it. But there's a um, uh, there's silence, and she's like, "Yes, uh, I, I, it's true. I took a human female named Allison Kim. Essen took a host named uh, Hildy Gervais, which is a great, <laughs> great name. It's a great space, name. Spacey's like, "That's me. That's my name. My name is Hildy Gervais." And she's like, and he's like, Gareth is like, "Did you did you really cause your host bodies to reproduce?" And Gareth is like, er, er, oh my lord, so many names. Hildy is like, yup. And then Visser 3 is like, what we had always missed was the motive. It never made sense that the great Visser 1, the Yerk who had shown us Earth, who had taken us to the first class 5 species ever discovered, would betray her own people and become a tool of the Andalites. And she's like, no, no, I was never anything but an enemy to the Andalite race. And he's like, the truth will not set you, f- or er, Ava's like, the truth will not set you free, Yerk. They will never believe you. Never. And Gareth's like, can you explain this, please? And she's like, I will be happy to explain. And she's trying to keep it together, but she's fucking broke. She's broke. Because how do, she has to explain that for a year, she was a traitor. She's like, uh, I will resume my story. Uh, SM and I have made hosts of the Lowenstein and Jenny lines. They were useful. Useful for learning more about the humans. Lowenstein was a television producer. He created entertainment. Jenny Lines had been a casual acquaintance. Now that both were hosts, we naturally kept them in close contact. 
Jenny Lyons showed me the lower elements of human society, the drug dealers, the petty criminals, the weak and feckless creatures like herself, but I tired of that. What I needed was to understand humans, to be able to assess their weaknesses on a larger scale. I needed to know for certain, were humans class five or class four? Could we take them? And she's like trying to calm down because Visutri totally caught her by surprise. Um, and he, she's like, there's literally only one way out. Marco is literally the only way out. The sweet, gentle child who'd obviously become something more. Something a lot more like someone who would maybe need therapy, maybe. But that's whatever. We don't need to get into that. But I could never be allowed to communicate with him. And Ava's like, this is sad. You need my son's help. Fuck off. <laughs> like... <laughs> But then she she happened to meet this Allison Kim at a studio party, who's like a technical advisor on a television series, um, and uh, she was she was different than Jenny Lines because she was not a drug addict, she was not stupid, she was a scientist. The idea of human scientist is almost laughable, but she had disciplined the habits of mind and, and the imagination to. She was more similar to the human Lowenstein than to Jenny Lines or the hapless soldier. So I took her in the swimming pool. The Jenny Lines was physically strong when she was under my control. Um, but she uh, basically just kind of dragged her underwater, pretty much. Uh, and Yeah, she drags her underwater and then does the transfer. And then as and then Allison Kim, she holds she Jenny She holds Lines it out and drowns her under the water. Um, even though Jenny Lines was a younger and a s- expert swimmer, uh, she, she, oh, 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 this is actually extremely fucked up. If you had any, by the way, what's great about, the, one of the things that's great about this book is if you have any doubt that Visser 1 is in any way somewhat sympathetic or maybe part of her is a good person, I love that this book constantly reminds you that, no, she's an awful person, not a good person, <laughs> because, uh, she is, uh, when she's, like, halfway through Allison's ear and halfway through Jenny's ear, she gives Jenny one last order which is to breathe. And she, like, forces Jenny to breathe in the water and drown herself. Not to mention that she continued uh, Jenny's cocaine addiction to weaken her yes. for this specific moment. Mm-hmm. She's a monster, you guys. Yep. Um, But she is so thrilled with, with Allison. Like, she gets to finally, like, like Jenny basically gave up immediately, but Allison is actually fighting her. She can toy with Allison because she can find her weaknesses. And she, she did, there's this one part where she, like, she's, uh, Allison kind of figured out how to change one direction of one eye. And she waited, um, until this one moment when, uh, the address was driving and she made Edris move her one eye, so she almost made Edris crash the car. She by trying like trying to kill herself and her and me. And she was like, "I was caught by surprise. I I didn't know humans would do that. Die rather than accept defeat. Oh, I know they said they do it, but not that they would actually mean it. That was a depressing insight. Victory always involves a certain amount of bluff. The weaker party must realize that he is weaker and be prepared to submit." A species that will not submit is useless. There is no profit in simply killing humans. We needed them alive. We are not predators after all. Fortunately, few, few humans are Alice and Kim. 
And Victor 3 is like, she's not even trying to attempt to conceal her fucking sympathies. She admires the human. And she's like, yep. Visser 3, I intended to take humans and make them our slaves. It was a large objective. It was worth spending time to understand, to assess. I did not doubt that we could slaughter humans. The question was, how could we make them ours? And Visser 3 is like, humans possess simple projectile weapons armed with explosives ranging from chemical ordnance to fusion weapons. They do not have energy beam weapons, quantum viruses, sensor shield technology, zero space travel. Their fastest craft can fly at speeds measured in multiples of the speed of sound. Their so-called spacecraft are devoid of weapons. And she's like, bro, <laughs> there's so many of them. You can deride their projectile weapons, but a 9mm bullet will kill a Hork-Bajir host quite effectively. A taxon can be killed with a can opener. And Visser 3 is like, look at how- look at her weakness, you guys. She's a fucking coward. And she's like, look. Look, bro. I intended to win. I'm not here to make bra brave noises and loud speeches. I love how in this book, I love all the times when she literally is just like, unambiguously roasting this piece of shit. I love that. Roasting this fucking dummy. I love her speech patterns as well. Not to make broad, brave noises and loud speeches. Like, that's a great sentence. To yes. Make. She's very much, um, she's very much got good prose. Um, but yeah, she's like, it's, she's like, well, we can okay, Mr. Mr. 3 is like, we can terrify them into surrender. And Edris is like, you ignorant idiot. Humans have fought for thousands of wars for thousands of years. We have a race have fought a mere handful. They run straight into the bullets, Mr. 3, again and again. Did you know that? It's ironic, Mr. 3, that you, you of all years, you who rose to prominence by studying the Andalites when no one else would, have turned so stupid when it comes to dealing with humans. You're so right! What happened to this character? <laughs> that's what actually that's actually a great question, because in the in the Horkbusier Chronicles, in the Horkbusier Chronicles, his character was primarily defined by actually being a lot like Visser 1. You know, he thinks about things. You know, he was a strategist. He was a a guy who would rather sneak into the hork camp than merely attack it outright. <sighs> Maybe this is this is why we really need a Visser 3 book. I want to know what happened to this guy to make him so fucking stupid. Whatever. Just my ranting, I guess. I don't know. I do feel kind of robbed that this isn't a book about Visor 3. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm in this book is phenomenal. And I love that we got this. But I also want a book about Visor 3. I mean, I feel like we were misled. Yeah. We were. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, anyway. Um... But she, he, uh, she's like, you see, Visser, a human force to fight can be brave to the point of madness, but they have weaknesses too. Enough weaknesses. Enough that they can still be ours if we are patient. And Gareth is like, looking at him, looking at all of them, and he's like, let us grant that humans are complex. That is not the issue at hand. The issue at hand is your decision to live as a human and to fail to contact us for two years. 
and and she's like it's the same matter it was easy enough to see the way to control a weakling like jenny lines I, I needed to know how to defeat a strong human alice and kim was strong and Mister three is like are we all ignoring that she had human children by her own admission and Mister one is like uh i needed to understand my prey and family is central to their worldview. <laughs> what a crock of shit. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know why. That's just like, it's such like a very obvious bullshit. That's kind of very, funny to me. She, she pulled that right out of her ass. Literally. Not... And Visser, yeah. Visser anyway, 3. Visser 3 is like, yeah, you're, a, lie. a lie. I request a live memory poop. <laughs> and she's like, I want to scream. Like, uh, this is hell. Like, it was, this is the ultimate violation. It would make me no better than, than, and then Ava's like, me? Yes, you'd feel what it's like to have someone else controlling your memory, prying into your secrets. You'd see what it's like to have a filthy yuk in your, and she's like, you idiot! You baka! Don't you realize that Visser 3 would find out the truth about, the truth about your son? And Ava's like, alright, I'll shut up. Uh, and Bjarif is like, Visser 1 would have to agree to a live memory interface. And then she's like, to this treasonous, incompetent buffoon rooting around my mind? Never. Council members, I, and Karof is like, in exchange for agreeing, we, the council, would offer you immunity for all secondary crimes. We only want the truth of the major crimes, Edris. The charge that you have delayed the invasion of Earth by incompetence or for reasons of sympathy with the host population. We have no interest in minor rule breaking. <laughs> I just, I love the random lines that makes it clear this is fucking, all of this is bullshit. <laughs> it's very funny. And he's like, you suggest, or she's like, you suggest I trust him? And, and Gareth is like, no. I will conduct the memory probe, if you agree, Visser 1. And she's like, oh, fuck. Death now or death later. No choice. I felt a single mind, a single consciousness touching mine. Garoth. He did not roughly seize control. He insinuated himself. His voice alone at first. He asked polite questions, but we both knew the power was all his. Tell me, he said. Yes, I answered. And Ava's like, hey, what is that sound? Oh, I know, it's the jaws of a trap snapping shut. And this is where I made the note. She sounds just like Marco, sad face. She sounds just like Marco. Yeah. And then- no, I mean- oh, Yeah. Sorry. No, no. Mm -mm. Say it. I just think it's interesting how similar Marco and Eva are. It's very Eva. true, yeah. Like- I know he says earlier that he gets his humor from her, but, like, they're literally the same person. We see later that he gets so much more from her. Like, his ruthlessness, his, um, I don't know, like, sarcasm. Yeah. His rude and crass nature. Like, that's all her. It's really interesting. Because, I mean, if you think about it, Marco has kind of had two moms. Ava and Visser 3, or Vis and Visser 1. So maybe some of Visser 1 is the kind of... I don't know. Would you classify Visser 1 as ruthless? No, but I meant, like, he gets his ruthlessness from Ava. Oh, no, that too. I think that's that's very true. But I I was I was just going to wonder if, if... I was going to say he maybe got some of it from Edris, but I don't know if I would classify Edris as ruthless, because she... 
advocates in this book for like a patient uh conquering if she was ruthless she's, she's advocated clever, for it now ruthless. yeah oh it's time, it's time. <laughs> um anyway they cut to another live memory transfer protocol and uh <laughs> it's funny uh edris is like talking to herself because she's talking aloud to the humans and she's like, no, the superstring theory is more correct than you think. You simply fail to see the next step. <laughs> um, they're just talking about string theory, basically. Um, and Alice, they, Allison and Edris talk a lot. They talk about physics, history, biology. They're she's very fascinated by youth biology, and 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 Edris is fascinated by human history, and uh, she could uh, control all of her memories, but it. So it wasn't necessary to converse with her, but she, she liked it. She found it pleasant. Uh, and we also learned that Essam at this point has found and taken the human Hildy Gervais. Um, he's Hildy often, Gervais, what a name. Hildy Gervais is a great name. I love the names <laughs> in this book. Like yeah. Jenny Lynn Cadwallader, Allison Kim. Actually, Allison Kim is a little bit boring, but Hildy Gervais. <laughs> yeah. They're all good. Um, but she's, Hildy is usually out at work, gaining tremendous insight, uh, and he seemed to enjoy his human occupation. I, <laughs> we are, all, like, if, I'm just saying, if I was Garof, I would immediately, like, for through the first seconds of ro rooting through this woman's memories, immediately be like, okay, treason. Treason. Like, um, but she's alone most of the time, alone among humans. Far, far away from any fellow Yerk besides Essam. I knew that by now a death sentence had been issued for me. I knew that my only hope of survival was to bring the humans gift wraps to the leadership of the Empire. And yet now, at a time when I should have been using all the energy and excitement and defined purpose, I felt loose, lost, drifting, lazy, unmotivated. And Allison's like, it's LA. Does that to everyone. <laughs> I hate LA. <laughs> I know. It's very funny. <laughs> Um, but she's like, when we ta have taken Earth, you will learn to live without distractions. And Allison's like, you're never going to take Earth because you, you think you know us. You know nothing. You've seen the world through the eyes of a defeated soldier and a junkie bimbo. You know nothing. We'll defeat you, Edris. And she's like, it was my nightmare, of course. The fear that I was missing something, overlooking something. Humans were so different. I had only seen so small a sample. And then all of a sudden, boom, Garof is sitting directly next to her in the car. It's just the Horpazier just sitting there in a Toyota Camry. <laughs> Which is very funny. Beautiful image. Yes. I love it. I love it. And he's like, are you sure she wasn't succeeding? And uh, Edris kind of starts having like a mental breakdown. because She's like, this is my memory. I remember this very clearly. And now I remember you being here, but you weren't here. What the fuck? Uh, okay. Uh, and then, uh, he's right. like, he's like, let's go forward a month. And then, boom, they're gone. <laughs> um, and, uh, this is interesting. Uh, Ava finally gets to see some of Edris's memories because of the, uh, the probes that are intruding. And she's like, what's the matter, Edris? Don't you enjoy irony? And then all of a sudden, uh, they're wait, uh, they're cutting to... Uh, waiting for uh, Essam to come home uh, at their home. In their home. At home. 
You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, I had a bit of I a do. stroke, uh, but it's fine. You did. Uh, but she, Are like, you okay? Yes. But she's, like, looking over the water in Malibu. Is Malibu in California or Florida? It's in California. Okay. Yes, okay. She's looking over the water in Malibu, Malibu Barbie style, and uh, she's like, Allison could not afford this place, but SM uh, emptied Lowenstein's bank accounts before vaporizing him. What an awful person. Um, she's like, why not live well? This was part of my bet with Allison. And Garoff is like, a bet? And she's like, yeah, a, a bet. We, she challenged me. She challenged my knowledge of humans. If I wanted to conquer humans, I would have to get inside them, know them, not just the few I could infest. And Gareth is like, bro, you made a bargain with a host? And she's like, no, I'm just using her. I'm just using her to... No. And he's like, no. She's like, no. <laughs> um, but he's like, right now, in this memory, you're worried about him. You're like, worried about Essam. And she's like, uh, well, no. yes, I miss him. And she's like, more than that, I, if I can see it clear, I can see it clearly in your memory, although you never admitted it. Your host finds Essam's host attractive. And she's like, no, it's irrelevant. All humans are prone to all sorts of ridiculous emotions. And Gareth is like, forward, march, <laughs> one month, and boom, they're playing volleyball. Um... You know, very important Yerk things. <laughs> Playing volleyball. Exactly. This is really important and necessary for their takeover of Earth. Earth. It's volleyball. Yes. Beach volleyball. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yeah. And she's, like, seeing Garoff standing there on the beach. Just, just like, this weird Skexis just kind of standing there. Um, and all of a sudden... They're playing volleyball, and she falls over, and Hildy falls on top of her, and she's like, she's face to face, all of the world moving in slow motion. I looked into his eyes, knew that those eyes were being aimed by Essam, but knew that Allison was also looking at Hildy, Yerk looking at Yerk, human looking at human, none breathing, no heart beating, we are eating. Um... Uh, um, uh, I'm not good at rhyming. But he pulls, <laughs> he pulls away. <laughs> what? 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 I'm not a poet. <laughs> Clearly, you just had to read the text, bud. I did, and then I wanted to extend upon the... It was kind of rhyming, and... Anyway, um... But they, uh, they stand up, and Gareth is like, You experienced human emotions that were not derived from the host. It was you, Edris, feeling a sort of exaggerated sympathy for Hildy and for Essam within him. And Ava is like, you were falling in love with him? You? And she's like, no, no, no. I was merely simulating human, uh, human exaggerated sympathy as a way to, to understand. I would never. And he was like, forward, one more. And then they're like, they're getting some dinner. A restaurant. They're at a restaurant they're eating they're lobster. <laughs> And they're eating just seafood. And they're, like, uh, uh, basically they're just on a date. And he, like, uh, Hildy places a chunk of crab and puts it into, um, Allison, Allison Edris's mouth. 
And Jareth is like, she took you, Visser One. And she's like, no, no, it was, it was all part of learning, part of coming to understand humans. I had to know them to enslave them. And Gareth is like, forward, six months. And Gareth is like, I see your memory as clearly as you do, Visser One. I see your memory as clearly as if you were my host body. I know what lies six months from beyond this point. And she's like, oh, no. And they cut to a doctor's office. And the, uh, the doctor is like, I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but you're going to have twins. And she looks at Hildy Essam and she smiles. And she's like genuinely happy about this. And, and Gareth is like, all a part of understanding humans, Edris, all in service of the Yerk Empire. And she's like, no, I was far from home. Far from the Empire, sentenced to death for disobeying stupid orders. My host, her mind, her senses, she, she, she was alive. She was alive. She was alive more than me. More alive than any of us. And then she's like, he's like, you have become Jenny Lines, Visser One. You were addicted, Visser One. You became addicted to humans. And Gareth is like, this is very troubling. And she's like, I'm not a traitor. I don't, I'm not an Andalite sympathizer. And he's like, no, you're not an Andalite sympathizer, but you are a traitor. And they go forward in month, uh, in, in uh, forward three months. And uh, they're, uh, she's giving birth, pretty much. Mm -hmm. She's giving birth to the two babies after three months. Yeah, because that was her six-month ultrasound that makes no sense. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Had to put the math together. Um, but she's uh, looking at the uh, the baby that she just gave birth to, and she's like, Yep. Allison Kim and a yerk named Edris. And Hildy Essam is like, What are we going to do? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, Allison, the shipboard can drone generators cannot last much longer. We will need to replenish our supplies if we are to survive. And, and, and Essam is like, I love you, Edris. Essam, Essam himself said, and I love these small humans. Ah. Our children, my heart is breaking. <laughs> but they weren't their children. They were the progeny of Allison and Hill. But they also these were, were their humans, children. Because at that point, Edris and Essam were basically also Allison and Hildy. They had a tip no, they had a tailor situation. Text. Oh, true. That's oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. These are their children and they're just in denial about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh Hildy isn't in denial about it. Edris is okay, definitely yes. in denial about it. She's like, these are infant humans. Ugh. They're not Yerks. Yerks don't have involvement with their progeny. Yerk parents do not live to see their children and Ed, uh, uh, SM is like what the fuck have we done and she's like we signed our own death decrees if we contact the empire and they learn of this we will die it won't matter what else we can tell them and Allison inside of Edris's head is like the children have to survive you know that and, and, and she's like you've come so far you've learned so much you know that the children, my children, and yes, your children, Edris, they're what it's all about. And she, uh, she's like, they will live. And then Esam is like, looking puzzled. And, she, and, and, and he's like, one thing we swear, the four of us, the children will survive. And Gareth is like, stop! Stop, stop, stop! This is fucking whack! 
And Ava's like, I'm I didn't know this shit. You didn't let me see a part of that part of your past, Edris. You loved them. And she was like, It was a powerful emotion, Gareth. I was not prepared. It had never been planned. Allison, my host, she never planned for things to go so far. Her plan was to only show me human happiness, human hope, human love, to weaken me, to make me see humans as far more than mere host bodies. Things went too far. Essen was captured by the emotion of love. And Gareth is like so were you. And I think it's really interesting that uh, uh, Edris is trying to blame Al- Allison for this. Like, it's like, it's mm-hmm. Allison's fault for falling in love with Hildy when it was also Edris falling in love with with Essam. Exactly. Also, love that this is basically just a polycule. <laughs> like, Obvi- like love that. Love that it's base. It's explicit. Like, Essam is like, yeah, the four of us. We will. We will raise these children. <laughs> I love this alien polycule. You know said poly rights. Literally, um, literally. And and she's like, uh, I'm. I was unprepared. Humans are complicated. You can you can tell yourself. You can shield yourself, but humans and, and she's like i'm pleading for what mercy from a council member of the yerk empire and she's like I-, I was the first we were the first smni no one knew what humans held in their minds no one knew they weren't intellectual inferiors they were impossible to dismiss as a sub yerk not when you knew them and gareth is like i've learned all i need to know terminate live memory transfer protocol and uh, she's like, it's all over. My children, not mine. Allison's, but yes, mine. Mine too, mine. Lost. I saw it all as if it had clearly happened. Humans exterminated. Earth a blasted blackened cinder. My children, my twins, my little ones. And she's like waiting for Ava's crowing triumph. And Ava's just silent. And the council became visible again. And Visser 3 is waiting tense, ready beside her. And everyone is awaiting Garoth's statement. And for a long time, he's uh, silent. And then he's like, Uh, I'm sorry to delay. We will now proceed with Visser 1's statement. And she's like, Continue? From what point? I I was convicted. I was guilty. And Ava's like, Hmm, there's another game being played here. Another game altogether. And she's like, He was hoping for a way out. You are not supposed to be convicted. They want a way out. You have to find it. You have to discredit Visser 3. And and Edris is like, Marco. And Ava's like, yes. Marco. My child to save yours. And that is where we will be stopping part two of the Visser three-part special. We will now take another brief recess. You need a gavel. We need to get you a gavel. I need to get a gavel. I'm just using my stapler. There you go. It's not the same. Uh, It's a little So, we will reconvene in a couple days. Well, one day. Uh, One day? I think that's all right. Uh... I have a lot of papers because I'm a judge. Mm-hmm. And because judges are important and have important papers. Absolutely. <laughs> they have gavels Absolutely. and they have papers. I know everything about the law. 
<laughs> We're lawyers. She's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's a lawyer. Anyway, uh, we will see you all very, very shortly when we conclude the absolutely sprawling tale of Visser. I can't believe it. We're actually gonna finish Visser. It feels like yeah. so crazy. It feels surreal. Like literally since the beginning of ugh. the series, we were like, can't wait to revisit her, and now we're almost done. That's wild. Yeah, we gotta savor it. We gotta enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we will see you all next week. Ne- in a few days. Yes, in Sorry. a few days, ideally. But in a few days. Yes. Yeah. Um Let's we, hope that I don't get convicted. Oh, yes. Uh, that would probably be ideal. We will okay. see you all when we reconvene for the finishing of the trial of Bryn Spencer. This court is now in recess. <laughs>